Yo, what's happening, Zenga, and welcome to the Zenga Show, which is brought to you by Wolfam Tech, a new virtual alternative that provides innovative virtual solutions to amplify the skill sets and voices of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and organizations worldwide. Their platform empowers people through the connectivity of technology and learning to connect, create, and build community. Check them out at wolfemtech.com. That's W-O-F-E-M-T-E-C-H.com. Welcome to episode number 10. I know it's been a hot minute, but there has been some movement behind the scenes. And I am super, super goddamn excited to welcome someone to the show, not just on like a a guest type of host thing, but on a permanent basis. Uh, Without further ado, I want y'all to welcome Mr. Mikey Flags to the Zanga show. What's going on, bro? Yes, I am Michael. I am the your new co-host. Your new co-host that doesn't have a name. The title is going to be Zanga show. And uh, little tiny letters. It's my name right there. You're not going to see it though. <laughs> you see my oh, name. For sure. Yo, for for people who don't know, man, like Mike and I, we Mike was actually the person who got me into podcasting originally. You know what I mean? Like he like back when we were in college, we were, we were at Loyalist together doing radio broadcasting, and Mike's like, "Yo, let's 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 do this thing." I had no idea what a fucking podcast was at that time, and we just teamed up and we no created. Uh, yeah, that's is that true? It was based off for me. It was based off um, listening to the Brilliant Idiots podcast um, with Charlemagne the God and um, Andrew Schultz. Those episodes and listening to them just talk and speak and make make it sound amazing. Um, just made me want to jump in with somebody, anybody at the time. And I seen you and you were another black guy. And I was like, yo, let's just do this shit and have fun with it. And let's see where it goes. And we were in, in, in my opinion, we were way ahead of our time. We were doing what Joe Budden's podcast does. We were doing the music thing. We were doing the whole, listen to a new track that we didn't never heard of and place everything. Again. We were doing everything. So like, while people are listening to us as crazy as much as possible too, like, but we didn't know at that time, like what we were doing and we were young and stupid. So yeah, yo. And, and, and it's crazy. You bring up the whole entire, like we were ahead of our time because many, many people, especially after like, you know, we stopped doing the show. People were like, yo, y'all don't know that y'all were like ahead of your time. You know, y'all were doing something that no one, like people weren't really doing a lot. And then like, you know, along came Joe button and stuff. And I always think about this. I'm like, yo, if we had like stuck with the grind, could we have weaseled our way to that point? I've always imagined this, and like this is just a far off dream. I've always imagined me and you selling out like an arena somewhere, selling out like a little stadium, a little studio. Like I've always believed that even in this show, I think we still could do this. Like sell out like a little small spot in Toronto or in Timbuktu where you at. Um <laughs> <laughs> we can so I I truly believe and we'll just sit there and just talk to the fans and just like legit have them scream like yo like i still believe that shit and i still believe that yo it could happen just you just gotta be patient yeah man anything is possible nowadays especially if you like if you work hard and and you have and you're willing to go the distance man you can do like whatever the fuck you want to do but look man i'm super happy and excited that we could team back up and uh and you know have you on board for the show i got so much more shit planned to do uh now that i got you and it's crazy because i was sitting there i'm like yo I want to bring on someone and I want someone, you know, to be with me while, while I'm doing this. And, and so I'm like, yo, why the fuck am I thinking and reaching? I'm like, Mike's the guy, bro. 
that's my dude we've been doing this like you know what i mean so it's a, it's a blessing it's a blessing and it's an honor it's um a guy that now is more humbled guys you guys might not get more ratchet um experience from me <laughs> but you might get more therapy michael but you know this is gonna be healthy, healthy. wait 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 you, you you're, you're doing therapy you've, you've oh, done therapy? Whoa, whoa. michael michael's a th- Michael loves therapy. Michael, <laughs> okay, listen, listen. Uh, my sister, we, we've talked many times, and she's mm-hmm. always like, oh, man, you need to do some therapy and stuff. I'm like, listen, I am about to know do no goddamn therapy. I'm like, oh, that. you're missing out. Why? 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 Why would you do therapy? I'm like, what does it do for you? Therapy is the most basic instructions of, of mental health. So your brain is running a thousand miles an hour because you've done all this bad shit in your entire life, let's say. You've done a bunch right. of bad, terrible shit. And there's this person that comes down and sits with you and tells you, why have you done this bad shit? And it's worth No, it's not because you're an idiot. It's because you had like some bad trauma that you never dealt with when you were a kid. Or you had like this terrible experience that you never dealt with as a child. So you're bringing it as your adult life or you, or you, you chase these certain type of women because these are the women that you attain to because, um, as a child, you got rejected by that girl and that girl led to this and led to that and led to this. And that's why tears start flowing, bro. It's the most (laughs) basic experience. But once they start breaking this shit down to you, you're just like, yo. I cannot wait to come to the next session. And then you start applying it to your life and then the shit works. Bro, I don't know about that, man. I'm someone who would, if I sat down with someone and they're, and they're like nitpicking that shit and telling me this and that, I'll be like, motherfucker, like, what are you talking about? It's not nitpicking. See, that's the, that's the problem. Everyone thinks that it's therapy is nitpicking on your past life. No, a therapist is basically a person that you are trusting that they will tell you about your personal experience. Wait, how is someone going to tell me? About mm-hmm. the person who lived that experience about my personal experience, they're gonna break down, you know, why I used to sell drugs and you know why I played football and why I went here and there. Like, bro, does your mom not tell you, yo, don't do this, don't do that? Does she not bring it from Absolutely. her personal Exactly. So a therapist is just a person that is a high level of nature that like you know dives into the brain more and just figures out things that you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't know like you wouldn't know that you hate such and such or hate this person because of that you just thought like you know you were sitting there like oh i just hate everybody or i'm an introvert like nah motherfucker maybe you really were just a bullied in high school and this never went to therapy and now you go to therapy and understand okay i was bullied in high school that's why i don't like to talk to people that much because i'm afraid of rejection that shit works bro see how i brought all that shit together that's 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 therapy in a nutshell it's bringing one experience to another experience all together i'm telling you right now that mike is this this therapy stuff has completely changed you bro because yes. old mike wouldn't be talking like that i'm like no. <laughs> you know what i mean like, no. this is oh, Mike would have told you get these holes but no <laughs> Now I'm telling y'all, go to therapy and love this shit and sit down and cry with your feelings and be with your feelings and shit. Sit Bro, down I with can't your, do that. Yourself. I can't do that. I can't be. Do you know how much it pains? Like when anytime I have to cry, man, like it pains me so much. Like when I cry, it pains me so much that it makes me want to cry even more. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm like, I don't want to cry. I want to be just level Zanga, take what the world's throwing at me keep it trucking, keep it pushing along. And I have someone. And also too, let me put this out there that one of the reasons you could say I'm afraid or scared of going to a therapist is I'm scared that these people will fucking reach into my brain and can rewire this shit into a way that I'm not going to enjoy and that I'm not going to 
you know, recognize who I'm talking to and stuff. That's not a good therapist then. A therapist is not going to rewire anything. One day we're going to get a therapist on this episode. That's going to be amazing. It's going to be Will we though? Yes, it'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. It'll be me, you, and a therapist, and we'll just sit there and ask questions, and then they'll just back back and forth with us, and just we'll argue with the therapist. Okay, why do you do this? And then they'll be like, yo, because we like to do this, and we're here to help people, and you'll be like, yo, dog, this is amazing. Oh, this is a real question about like about therapists. Do therapists have a therapist? Yeah, well, there's there's always that assumption that like, yo, who therapists a therapist? And the answer the answer to me when I've asked that question is that um they they go to their other their their peers. So they they remember they went to school for this shit. Well, the proper one. I don't know. There's there's different like categories. I don't know all of them, but the proper ones went to school for this. So if they went to school for this, they have people that they became friends with and they know them. So they go to them and sometimes ask questions like, "Yo, I'm dealing with this client. How do I, you know, get through to this person? Or I'm dealing with this this type of subject. How do I, you know, relate to this subject? Like for me, for example, for therapy, my my therapist is a white lady. I love this lady. This lady is amazing. But the reason I went white instead of black is not because I, I hate black people or anything. Shout out to all the black women. But uh, <laughs> I went I went white because I wanted I wanted a, an outside view of my my circumference, and that's why I did. Most people tend to go to a therapist that are same race and same color. I, I would suggest you know, go 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 to somebody that's outside your your circumference, outside your race, outside of everything, and try that. And most people hate therapists because, yo, they go, they have one bad experience with one. Maybe some of them sleep at your appointments and shit. I've heard those stories. And then, you know, and then they never want to go back to therapy because that person scarred them for the rest of their life. And I don't think that's the point of therapy. Your point, the point of therapy is supposed to go to different people and try different things. You don't go to one doctor when you're sick and you don't feel like he's, he has the right um, medicine for you. You go to different type of doctors. Goddamn. Learn something new every day. Hey, Michael man. went to therapy. Therapy changed him. He's a completely different man. <laughs> loving these, loving these beautiful women now. Not even calling them hoes anyone. Love all my women. <laughs> all my women. Yo, can I ask you a question? This is yeah, off topic, sure. because we got a topic list and everything. But who cares? Uh, <laughs> yo, ha- will you ever date a? This is gonna be bad. But will you ever? I'm gonna get in trouble. Would you ever date a woman that has kids? Now, being at our age, being at our age, being at our age now. I've I've talked to my friends and everything, right? And I'm asking them like, "Yo, would you ever date a girl that has kids?" Most of my single friends now say, "Hell no, that's terrible. It's the worst experience of my life. Dating women with kids are like dating train wrecks because you gotta deal with the baby father." I'm like, "How if you don't deal with the baby father?" So, at your opinion, would you ever date a woman now, as successful as you are, with kids? And how many kids? <laughs> See, that's what that's where, the, the, where it gets a little tricky because. So first off, I have dated a a, a woman with a child before, mm. a few children. So I, I've done that. Mm. Would I do that again? Probably not. It just, <laughs> it's listen, and and it's and it's for all the, like the reasons you brought up. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a woman with a child or anything. Mm. But for some people, it's just not for them, right? Mm. You're having to deal with someone's child that's that's not your child and as long but i think it works right if you have an open heart and you're willing to accept everything that's going on it, it can work but for me first of all i gotta also say i love my girlfriend we're not breaking up anytime soon mm-hmm. but <laughs> oh, I, like, I like how you try to save yourself here <laughs> let me, let, me was, let everyone here know i am i am happily in a relationship i i am not michael i am not trying to do these wicked 
evil things. Yo, but if for some reason my girlfriend and I broke up, I, I, I'm not looking for, for someone who, who has a child now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just at my age, bro. Like, I don't, I don't need that. I'd rather, if I'm going to have a child in my life, I'd rather be my own child. Mm-hmm. And then instead of having some baby daddy who could be a complete nutso or who could be completely cool. But in my experience, that whole entire three-way relationship, it can get very toxic very fucking fast man i've had experience with women that had kids and the the most important thing i've always tried to lay to them is that i'm trying to build a foundation try to get this money whatever whatever and there some of them are just like yo i just want to be in love i want to have a family i'm like well you got a kid right there so that's your family i'm not part of this <laughs> like i could take you out to dinner i could do all the lovely dovey stuff but like once that kid comes involved i'm now paying for two meals once that kid comes involved like like that's what people don't like to discuss like we always discuss yeah it'd be dope i'm like nah I'm a, like yo i gotta pay for two meals i gotta pay for two dinners i gotta pay for two dates i gotta pay for two things like those things are adding up i'm just and i'm trying to get to know you like i gotta know that you're not crazy and why your baby daddy left you or she could have left the, the baby daddy for whatever reason look if if you have a child and whether you're a man or you're a woman and you're looking for love and you're looking for a relationship and you want to find someone the best piece of advice I will ever fucking give anyone is you better fucking tell that person that you have a child. There is nothing worse than going on a date with someone and hanging out. And then, you know, three months down the road, you find out that this person has a child and you're just like, whoa, I, I wasn't, this is not what I signed up for. And then you get mad at that person for, for not wanting to accept the child. And they're just like, listen, you didn't tell me this from the jump so I could, you know, process everything. So if you're going to get in a relationship and you have a child, be straight up and honest with it. At the same time, anyone can find love, man. But it is, it is a much more complex and difficult situation when you're dating someone with a child because that person can't give you, you know, 100% of their attention and their time and, and their heart now. When with my girlfriend, like, sh- I know she can give me all of her love and attention and affection and stuff aside from like work and family stuff, right? Because she doesn't have another small person to look after and, and, and care for and, you know, think of and have them always top mm. of the mind. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a, it's a very tricky situation that I've dealt with. Uh, I'm dealing with, um, but it's, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm just trying to ask, see the, see the room. I'm trying to feel the room out. I'm trying to feel out yeah. what, why everyone hates baby mambas and everything like that. <laughs> and I'm trying to <laughs> understand. I'm the, I'm the- on the plus side of this, though, like if, if you're at a point in your life where you know you're not ready for a child and you get with a woman who has a child, bro, because you won't have that conversation about when are we having kids and stuff or I, I'd like to have a baby and stuff. You're like, you got a baby. They're, they're, they're already occupied. Right there. You know what I mean? So you don't got to deal with that, uh, Yo, uh, that conversation. Me, the great the great thing about dating a baby mama and some women are going to hate me for saying this is the bare minimum of sex that you can have is always awesome because they will be like, yo, I got to slap from one to two o'clock because I got to pick up my kid at three. So <laughs> if you want to come over <laughs> one to two, can you, I'm telling y'all, it's an amazing lifestyle when you know the kid gets picked, daycare ends at three. She's coming to the crib at one. <laughs> Dog, and y'all, y'all yeah. not kicking it out too, cause she, yo, she gotta go pick up her kid. My guys, I'm yeah. giving y'all game here. I'm giving y'all game here. Free jewels is what I do. That's why I came to the show. Yeah. That's how I want to yo, my, you are wild, man. Oh my goodness, yo. <laughs> I, yo, you listen to that new, um, that new uh, Drake EP. What is it called again? It's owls. I think Something it's called. 
Scary hours. No, it's not. Scary hours. <laughs> Scary hours too. All right. Drake dropped this like what? March 5th or something like that. Yo, mm. tell me how he had the number one, two, and three mm-hmm. spot on the Billboard Hot 100. Does he have a classic album though? You know what? Listen, Drake does have a classic album and that is Take Care. It's not Take Care. Let me, let me look. It is Take Care. It's not Take Care. Wait, wait, wait. How is it not Take Care? Take Care is the best body of work Drake has ever put together in his entire life. What was what was the first album? Thank Me Later was the first album, I believe it was. It yeah, was all right. Later. It was all right. It was a nice introduction to Drake. It was definitely a label album. All the records and the beats on the stuff. On the- Nothing was the same. It's not better than Take Care. God no. Nothing was the same. Was good. Again, it was a really good. It was a really good album. Uh, I thought you know Drake was really coming more and more into his own. But there is something about Take Care when you listen to that album from start to finish. What you get from it is you feel like. This was Drake and his team's albums. It doesn't. It didn't feel like a label album. Him and his whole entire team took the time to craft this album so that it was sonically pleasing to everyone. And it's one of his. It will. Any. I will go toe to toe with anyone. Take care is by far Drake's best album to date, and he will never ever put out another Take Care again. Ever. It's not happening. Well, every album has their certain place in time, right? So like you can't. I don't compare one album to another. Like I can't put that that album and that point in history was always will always be that. Like you can't you can't put to take care and nothing was the same in, in two. That's two different times in history. That was like twenty eleven. Yeah, and but it's timeless. Take care is time. When you listen to take care now, you still get the feels, man. It still it still gives you the feels and the chills, and you're just like, damn, it is an amazing <laughs> body of work, man. And I don't care. I will put it up against every single album since Take Care that Drake has put out. And I'm telling you, it comes out on top. It is still the best album, bar none. This is the show. I feel about COVID. I'm glad that you asked me that question because I, I, I take it serious, bro. I try to avoid all risk at all costs. I, I was at the store actually the other day and some guy, he's like right behind me. He's wearing a mask and shit. I'll turn around. I'm like, yo, do you mind, bro? I'm like, back the fuck up. Like, there's no need for you to be on me. Pause. Back up. <laughs> okay. Two things here. COVID, COVID right now in Toronto is kind of crazy. COVID in Toronto is more um, like you. I haven't gotten a haircut since my barber closed down, so I'm really sad about this. But I understand what, what the procedures and everything are right now. Um, since the vaccine has been coming out nice, slowly, the vaccine has been coming slowly, and my dad doesn't want to get a vaccine. Pissing me off right now. But, um, yo, parents, your, your parents are Caribbean. My parents are African. This whole notion of not getting a vaccine because you feel healthy is frustrating as fuck. But we'll get we'll get we'll go from there. Um, this whole thing of COVID, I'm just I'm just frustrated at these big box uh, companies that are getting making billions and billions and billions of dollars. Sobeys just brought bought um Longos for three hundred sixty five million dollars. They would not have done that in any other era, but they just got it now because Sobeys has opened a delivery company, online delivery company, going to people's fears, delivering groceries to what? Their door. And Longos also opened their side of it. So Sobeys bought 50% of that company and now owns 50% of that delivering service as well. People are making bank in this, this like in all honesty, I made bank too, but people are making bank in this pandemic. So for these small industries, these small mom and pop shops, I feel terrible for them because they have done nothing. They've 
listened to procedures. They told people, yo, you got to wear a mask and everything. And they're getting punished. And these big companies like Costco, Walmart, Fruit, Fortinos, Sobeys, Longos, um, Norfils, um, pharmacies, companies like that, all get to stay open and all get to make money. So, in, in my opinion, this is the only way you could fix it. You let these small companies open up, but you have um, you have to have somebody there to track them. You have to have like a wristband or something, something to track, or you make everyone download the app, the COVID nineteen app, and that's how you do it. It's one or the other. You make everyone download the app, get the get the vaccine, or like, what's your opinion? Because there has to be. So I want to make sure that I'm just not saying anything without a solution. I definitely feel for the mom and pop shops. Like, uh, who who doesn't, right? My heart goes out to them that you know they had to close their doors and they they lost a lot of business, and some of them are going to close forever. But at the same time, as well, too. Some mom and pop shops, um, this may have been the best thing that ever happened to them because now they're getting with the times. Online online um, shopping, online delivery and stuff like that, right? It, open up a bigger open up a bigger market than just, you know, your your regional area. Um, but at the same time too, like, yes, it sucks that, you know, these companies have made billions and billions, if if not trillions of dollars during the pandemic, but at the same time, we all we all bought into it. We all started ordering a bunch of shit off Amazon. But I think what it all just comes down to is people just doing what's asked of them, man. And I think we're, if we all do what's asked of us, we will get back to business. Mom and pop shops will be able to open up if if they're still if they're still alive. Uh, they'll be able to open up. And then what? Um, there's a stat that came out that um, Toronto is still one of the most expensive city to live in. Crazy. Um, are, are we even surprised? in the pandemic? Even in the pandemic. Even in the pandemic, we're still one of the most expensive. It goes Vancouver, then Toronto as the top two most expensive cities to live in. Not, yeah, of course. Th- and that includes buying food. You know, the average money you have to make to, to, to live a comfortable life in Toronto is 25 bucks and up. If you're not making $25, you're not living an hour. So if you're making the, the, the average pay here is like $14.50. So if you're not making 18 to $22 an hour, you can barely survive in Toronto. I have a hard time um, feeling sorry for the people who live, some of the people who live in Toronto because, bro, listen, there's many different cities and communities outside of Toronto where life is a lot cheaper and you still have access to the big city. If I ever get a job offer in Toronto, like I, ha- a, I have to get paid quite a bit of money so I can live in Toronto. But if I don't get paid a quite a bit of money to live in Toronto, I'm going to live outside of Toronto. I love Toronto. I think it's great. It's a great city. It's very multi-cultural. Multi, uh, uh, it's awesome. But I don't want to go to Toronto, man. Like when I when I was living in Kitchener, I had to go to Toronto. Bro, I would drive as close as possible to Toronto and then hop on the train to come in because I know if I drive into the city, A, parking's going to be fucking ridiculous. B, just getting around the city. It'll take me an hour to get from one street to another street that's around the corner. It's crazy. Like, I... At all costs, I do not try to drive in Toronto because it's it's a waste of time. It's stressful. <laughs> it's it's one of the most be- beautiful cities in the world at nighttime and in the morning. Um, at like six a.m. If you're ever driving down the DVP and you go down straight and you can see the CN Tower and everything, that's one of the most beautiful sceneries you ever see in your life. Um, but Toronto itself is too expensive for a young man- millennial <laughs> to to afford to um, live there. The average cost. I don't want to make this like super sad, but the average cost of somebody to live in Toronto is sixty thousand. I'm not making sixty grand yet, and I work in television. I <laughs> hope to make seventy, eighty thousand one day. That's easy money. 
that that alone can't afford a house in Toronto. If I'm making sixty-five to seventy thousand dollars, I can't afford a house in Toronto. That's how fucked up my city is, and that's why I'm moving to Barry. <laughs> I'm moving. <laughs> yo, what? Fuck that shit. Man, so I'm moving to Barry. Yo, Hamilton. I'm moving so far because I know I can't afford a fucking condo in Toronto. That I'm not gonna live in a shoebox for 14 years and pay condo fees. I know, but people think like the, like millennials and then the younger kids. They think Toronto is the the end all be all. It's it's like people who who are over in New York State, right? Some of them think that New York City is the end all be all, and to make it, you have to be in New York City. And some people think to make it, you have to be in Toronto. And that's not true. You can make it get anywhere, bro. You don't have to. Like, the city is great. I get the attraction to the city. But at the end of the day, bro, if like, if you're eating friggin', you know, not half a bag of ramen noodles, the money that you spend to live in Toronto, bro, you can spend that outside of the city and maybe have a whole apartment to yourself. Or maybe that's, a, your, that's your mortgage payment. On that note, this is the end of today's episode, episode number 10, which is brought to you by Wolf M Tech. You can check them out at wolfmtech.com. Again, everyone, welcome my boy Mikey to the Zenga Show on the permanent basis, not a part-time basis. Hit us up on social media. You know, shoot us a follow, interact with us. We want to, you know, engage with as much people as possible. Mike shit will be in the show notes of the show, so you can just click on that and pop on over and say, "Yo, what up, though, Mikey?" Oh, and fair warning, Mike's about like four foot five. Don't judge him. Don't give him a hard time about it. All right. Just leave the man alone. No, you sure don't take it. You sure don't take it. One knee. We hate y'all. We hate y'all. Love y'all. Thank you so much for letting me join. All right. Till next time. Tell someone you love them. Take care of one another. And peace and love, baby. The Zenga Show.